the SD Podcast Channel, the perfect channel for any style of podcast. We have all different pop culture style podcasts for all of your listening needs. If you would like to start a podcast, you can reach us at sndpodcast at gmail.com. We are always looking for new podcasts to add to our channel, and the topic could be anything you want. So contact us now. Hi guys, it's Angel, and this is episode two of Cooking with Angel. In this show, I will share my simple recipes on how to make fantastic salmon, parmesan crusted chicken, garlic lemon zoodles, and guava pastelillos. Thanks for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy the show. I mean, what about friends of your grandmother's? Wouldn't they have the recipe? Well, you know, I, I may have relatives in France who would know. My grandmother said she got the recipe from her grandmother, Nestlé Toulouse. <laughs> what was her name? Nestlé Toulouse. <laughs> Nestlé Tollhouse? <laughs> Americans always butcher the French language. I hope everybody's having a beautiful day. Let's get back to the basics, get back to cooking. All right, so what you missed was just a second. Um, Basically, what I'm going to start with is the fish. I went ahead and preheated the oven to 425 degrees. I'm making some uh, fish right now, salmon, for my friends and family. And uh, what I like to make with the salmon is uh, a side of the zoodles. So I'll show you how to make that also. Those are the um, zucchini noodles. Um, what I like to do when I do the salmon is I like to add three ingredients. I try to keep it as simple and as fast as possible. I add nutmeg, ground nutmeg, I add garlic powder, and I add also um, a little bit of black pepper. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to do a quarter teaspoon of the nutmeg, a quarter teaspoon of the black pepper, and a full teaspoon of the garlic. And of course you can adjust it to however your family prefers. Okay, so um, my husband found this recipe online and what we do is we add the ingredients and then we whisk them together in some olive oil and basically you're just gonna want to have like a baking sheet here hey guys and I put a little bit of the avocado oil in the bottom of it so that the fish doesn't stick to the pan then I add my ingredients into a little bowl here and some olive oil and then I have this little brush the silicone basting brush and I brush it right onto the fish and you can be generous it's a quite amount uh, a good amount of olive oil that I use I use like a quarter cup of olive oil because I really want the fish to have a good flavor um, fish does sometimes dry out and we're cooking it pretty high so you might want to go back in and baste it again so I'm gonna go ahead and put it in for about 20 minutes okay Got Jennifer here with me today, Jessica, my husband, Jonathan. Okay. Thank you. Um, can I have my phone, honey? Okay. And I'm just going to put this in right now and set a timer for about 20 minutes. The thing I love about all these recipes is that if somebody's coming over, let's say you don't have a lot of time, you have a big day planned, this is the kind of thing you can just make really, really fast. So maybe while people are coming in, they're sitting down, you could just run into the kitchen really fast. Hey guys, hi Brian, hi, hi Ronnie. We're gonna go in really fast and just get it started. And the cool thing about making stuff in the oven all at the same time is that you can talk. I have the um, open concept kitchen, so that helps too. Okay, so the fish is in already, that's it super fast and I'm gonna keep an eye on it okay the next thing we're gonna do is make some chicken now you might be wondering how come I'm making chicken and fish um, I have a lot of different kind of people in my family that eat different things so for example my mom is a pescatarian and um, my husband and myself are not so we eat chicken and she doesn't so for us, I like to make a couple of different things and I'll have a little piece of salmon with the fish and it's just easy like that. So this is a recipe for Parmesan crusted chicken. 
that I found by mistake on um, the back of a Hellman's jar, which is pretty hilarious, I think. And the thing I was saying, hey guys, the thing I was saying to my husband, which I thought was pretty funny, was that um, now they don't even have the recipe on the jar anymore. So if you don't watch this show, hey, you might not get the recipe, right? So I'm just gonna rinse my hands because I was touching the chicken. There we go, just quick, because I'm gonna touch it again. <laughs> and um, pretty much this is a staple in our house. I make it probably like once a month. I like to have it made when people come over for dinner. Um, if it's a bunch of people, it's really good for a group. I've made it before for like a New Year's dinner, stuff like that. And again, it's something really fast. If you have the chicken already defrosted and let's say you go out and you come back home with a group of people or something, maybe after church or after a movie and you want to just make some dinner really quick, this should take about 30 minutes, including prep time. So what I'm going to do, the oven is already preheated to the 425 for the salmon. Thanks, guys. Everybody's saying they love the apron. Thank you so much. It has like a little skirt. It's like a dress. Um, I got it on Amazon. I won't be mad if you get one, too. It's fine. Okay, so. For the chicken, okay, this is gonna sound maybe counterintuitive, but you're not gonna wanna put anything on the pan first. It's a nonstick pan, first of all. And second of all, I've tried it before with um, parchment paper, and what happens is that the chicken winds up getting really like tough and like soggy. So I like it to be crispy, and that's why the oven has to be up so high at the 425, and also nothing, just chicken on pan. You're gonna take the chicken, I've already washed it and it's in pieces that are, you know, small enough. Maybe somebody might eat two pieces of this. You don't want it to be too thick because it's going to cook fast. Okay. And like with everything else, I always say, try to make the fatter pieces on the outside and the same thickness all throughout so that they cook about the same time. All right. So I'm just going to place the chicken right onto my pan here. Oh, hi guys. It's so good to see everybody. We started the live earlier and we had some technical difficulties, so I'm sorry we're a little bit late. Um, I was like, oh my gosh, nothing, no one's on and it's not working and we're having so much trouble, but we figured it out, thank God. Okay, so again, putting just putting the chicken right into the pan. And I was, I was telling my husband also, I don't know if you guys have ever seen, I mean, you probably have <laughs> um, seen that show Friends. Um, I don't know if you've seen the episode where Monica's trying to make chocolate chip cookies and she's telling Phoebe, Phoebe, I need to have the recipe, your grandmother's recipe for chocolate chip cookies. And she's like, oh, I have to try to remember it. So they spend two days trying to figure out the recipe for their cookies. And finally, um, they're talking, right? And Phoebe's like, oh, um, yeah, my grandmother got the recipe from her grandmother whose name was Nestle Toulouse or something like that. And um, Monica's like, Nestle Toll House? And she's like, oh, you Americans butcher the, the French language, right? Yes, okay, everybody's commenting, Nestle Toll House. Yeah, that's how I feel when I'm making this chicken. Like, it's from the Hellman's, you know? Super easy, but it's good, it's good, it's delicious. People love it, I love it, so it's good. Okay, so. The first thing you're gonna do, hey everybody, the first thing you're gonna do is you're gonna take your chicken, obviously washed, about the same height, same size, if you can. You're gonna take your mayo. I use the Hellman's, since I got the recipe from them. A lot of people have the attitude about other kinds of mayo. I don't like to create a war in my house, so I just make the Hellman's. If the craft is on sale, I've bought it before, but I get in trouble. So anyway, all right, this is half a cup of mayo. I'm just going to take my spatula here and I'm going to lightly, well, I'll show you. I'm going to coat the chicken. I'm going to make the chicken pretty much a mayonnaise color on the top. You don't want it to be too thick, but it is going to melt into the chicken. And the thing I love about this chicken is that you don't have to season it because what you're going to use are seasoned breadcrumbs and also Parmesan cheese. So I'm taking the and I season everything. So this is just showing you. You see the chicken here? It has like a little white coating on top of it. 
if you put too much, it's okay. It's going to melt in, but I try to make it even all the way across. So I'm just going to put the half a cup of mayo all over my chicken. The other nice thing about this is that you can make this keto friendly too if you're still doing that um, that diet or if you just want to cut out the carbs in general by not adding the breadcrumbs. I've made it before for my husband without the breadcrumbs. This is like one of his favorite chickens that I make and it was still good. Like he loved it even without the breadcrumbs. The, um, the breadcrumbs that I use, I use the Progresso Italian flavored breadcrumbs and I find that they are very well seasoned so I don't have to really, I don't do anything else to it. So I'm adding the mayo. And again, this is a fast thing that you could do when you have company over as long as the chicken is defrosted. Boom, half an hour, everybody's eating. Okay, and the fish is in already, so this is a nice accompaniment. All right, so I got my mayo. Next thing I have here is, hey guys, the next thing I have here is a quarter cup of Parmesan cheese. Okay, it's grated, I grated it myself. I know in one of the earlier episodes I said I like to grate it myself because my cooking hero, Ina Garden, who one day I hope will hear my show, um, she said that she likes it to be uh, grated herself because you don't know when they grated the cheese. So I just buy a block of Parmesan, I throw it in the food processor, stick it in a mason jar, stick it in the fridge, it's good you know, for a while. So, okay, I'm gonna take my cheese. I'm just gonna do this with my hand and pour some of this cheese right onto the chicken. So if you're cutting out the carbs, that's where you're gonna stop. You're not gonna add the breadcrumbs, okay? Okay, so I'm gonna try to make it as even as possible. You could use a spoon also. I'm like very earthy, I guess. I just like to use my hands, it's okay. All right, so. I'm gonna show you, I'll do a piece without the breadcrumbs so that when I post the pictures of it later on, you can see what it looks like without the breadcrumbs too. Let's see here. Now I feel like I gotta have a different apron every time, right? And it's like, what apron is she gonna wear? It's so funny. All right, so I'm trying, I still have a little bit of extra cheese left. If you feel that a quarter cup of um, Parmesan cheese is not enough, feel free to use more. You can use the store-bought one. You don't have to be neurotic like me and, you know, <laughs> grate it yourself. I, when I first started, I never did that and it still was delicious. Okay, so there we go, boom. All right, now, this is the next secret ingredient to this chicken. These are the um, breadcrumbs. I'm gonna show you what they look like. So you can just grab them really fast in the supermarket. The Italian style, okay? And they have them everywhere. I used to live in New York, now I live in Florida. They're everywhere. All right, so again, I'm just gonna go ahead and pour some into my hand and then just try to do it as evenly as possible to spread them because if you don't spread them evenly, they become like a crust that is just mushy. And I don't think you're gonna want that. I, I don't like the way that tastes. So let's go ahead. Hey guys. All right, I'm gonna go ahead here. Um, as some of you guys know, I'm on the SND podcast channel right now, Cooking with Angel. So I was telling my husband, I was like, I don't know about these lives. Maybe I'm not going to keep doing them or whatever. And he's like, well, you have no choice now. Now you're doing a podcast. So you got to at least do the podcast. I'm like, okay. But I'll just try to make them as interesting as possible. And if there's anything you guys are interested in making, just let me know. I think the point of this is to really make it as easy and as, you know, user-friendly for everybody um, because sometimes it's nice to make new recipes and find new ways of doing things, even if you're a seasoned cook. A lot of my friends, a lot of you guys I see that are on here today been cooking for years. You make beautiful dishes. I see your pictures. But um, a friend of mine was saying, she was like, you know what? I know how to cook, but I like to watch your show because I like to learn new ways of doing things. And the thing I love is when you guys write me and you tell me, hey, listen, you know, you could do it this way too. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't even know that. All right, so there we go. Hey guys. All right, so here we go. I left one without the breadcrumbs so we could see later on how it looks. And it's still delicious. I've done it without the breadcrumbs, so that's good. 
if you're cutting out the carbs. Now, I'm gonna try to show you. You see how they're evenly kind of dusted with the cheese and the breadcrumbs? That's what you're gonna want. Okay, I'm gonna throw this guy in at the 425 for 20 minutes also. Okay, so the next thing I'm going to do are the zoodles. And this is something that a lot of people have been doing lately. It's the zucchini noodles. Um, they, the first time I heard about them being super popular was about a year ago. I know people have been doing them for years before that, but that's, you know, when I first heard about them. So to make them, it's super easy. It's a really nice, fast accompaniment. Last time I made the rice cauliflower with an onion cut up in it, just pan fried on the stove with some avocado oil, and that super fast and easy. I don't want to be in the kitchen all day, you know, especially if I have somebody visiting or if I, you know, just came home from work, I'm tired. I want to make something fast that's delicious, move on with my life, okay? So, here we go. You're gonna take your zucchini, which I was lucky enough to find. I had to go to two different supermarkets online in order to get them. And this is actually kind of a new recipe for me that I've doctored a little bit. I usually just chop up the zucchini, throw it in with some olive oil and some water, and cook it. And that's it, I throw a little salt and pepper. But I wanted to do something a little different for you guys. Um, so this is gonna be a garlic lemon zoodles, okay? So I'm gonna get, just get a sharp knife. I'm gonna cut off the ends of the zucchini, which reminds me of that show, uh, VeggieTales, have you guys seen that? I feel bad, okay. I'm like killing the vegetables. And you're gonna take a bowl. Just wanna take a second and say thank you to my wonderful, wonderful stepmother-in-law, Lily, you are the best. Um, I got some packages this week with a bunch of mixing bowls, ramekins, um, baking sheets. So I'm super grateful. She's very supportive, she's awesome. All right, so just cutting off the head. All right, cool. See, people are saying um, they like to learn new things. I do too. And actually one of the things I'm gonna do right now, I've never done before, so I was told by my friend Riza that it's easy. So usually when I make the zoodles, this is what I do. I wash them already. Cut off the head, off with the head, right? Okay, now I'm gonna take my veggie peeler and I'm just gonna peel with the skin and everything all the way down. And when I get to the seeds, I stop. That's how I learned to do it online. And it's very time consuming. I don't know if you guys have ever done it this way. It's very time consuming. I was talking to my friend um, Riza about it and she was like, no girl, what are you doing? You don't have to do it like that. You could get a spiralizer. So that's what I bought. I love you guys. I don't want you to go through this, right? So I went online. I know I really twisted my arm going online shopping, right? I went on Amazon and I got a veggie spiralizer. So I'm gonna show you how we do that. This is what the noodles look like, the zoodles. You see how they're more like flat? That's because I'm using the veggie peeler. But this is the veggie spiralizer that I have never ever done before. So hopefully this works. We've had a couple of <laughs> interesting snafus on the show before. Let me cut off the tail on this guy. Hang on one second. Okay, here we go. This is the attachment that holds it. All right, does this have directions? Yes, it does. Oh, look, you can make it thin or thick. I'm going to make them thicker because the zoodles are already thick. So, from the video <laughs> that I saw online, I'm going to stab this guy with this, and then I'm going to hold it here, and I'm just going to twist. Now, in theory, zoodles are supposed to come out of the bottom. Oh, look, it's happening. Okay. And the cool thing about this is you can use the whole zucchini. Like you don't stop at the seeds with this. You just go all the way down. So I'm gonna go ahead and 
see how this works. Okay, they're significantly thinner, they're strings. Again, if you have a veggie peeler at home, don't feel bad using that because I've been using that for about a year. And then <laughs> I was like, you know what? I need to up my game a little for this cooking show, you know? Like, you guys deserve that. All right, so here we go. This looks really good. I wonder if I could trick my son into eating this, thinking that it's spaghetti. Have you guys tried that ever? Have you guys made these zoodles? Let me know. All right, so... These are the zoodles, and I'm just gonna put this to the side. And what you're gonna do to make this is, this recipe says four cloves of garlic minced. This is two cloves of garlic. I don't know if you could see that, it's quite a bit. So I would say this is probably enough for me. I, I, I like garlic, you know. <laughs> I also, you know would like to kiss my husband goodnight at some point. Even sometimes with the brushing of the teeth, the garlic is still very strong. So, um, you can use as much garlic as you like, but the recipe calls for four cloves. I only use two. And um, it's calling for two tablespoons of olive oil, which I also have here. Two whole medium or large zucchinis spiralized, which is what we're doing. Quarter teaspoon of salt. I'm just gonna use my hand. Um, one teaspoon of dry oregano, one teaspoon of dry basil, some lemon flakes. I'm not going to do any of this. What I'm going to do is, hey guys, hello to everybody who's just jumping on. What I'm going to do is I'm going to use some lemon juice. I did half a lemon. I got the two garlic cloves. I have some olive oil. I'm going to put in some water, I'm going to put salt and pepper, and also I'm going to use some chili flakes. That's how I like to do it. There are a ton of recipes for these zoodles, and you can see that it's very simple and easy to make them. So I think if you could work them in like, oh look, it's like a little pencil. If you could work them in maybe like once a month or something into your repertoire of dinners, sides, that's great. I mean, you're eating veggies, they're super fun for kids. And there's a lot of different things that you could do with them. Okay, so this is that. And they look, this one is really cute. They look like hair. So I would say probably it's a lot easier and faster to use the veggie spiralizer than just the regular peeler. All right, so I'm gonna just put this on hold for one second because I wanna tell you guys that I got my flanera. I don't know if you saw the episode with the flan, and I just wanted to show you really quick that I got it. This is called the Flanera. This is gonna make, I think, my flan dreams come true. Um, they are not endorsing my show. I'm just telling out of the goodness of my heart that um, someone who watched the show, my friend Celia, who is awesome, who I found out through Facebook stalking, that she's part of a cooking show herself, a uh, cooking um, club, sorry, and she told me about this. So I was really having trouble with my flan, um, just getting it, not to have water come inside of it when I'm doing the bain-marie. This is fantastic. So it's $11 with $4 shipping. I got it super fast from Amazon. So what you're gonna do, according to what I read in the directions, is you're gonna caramelize the sugar like I showed you guys the last time. And I'm gonna check with her to see if you pour it in to here, I would imagine that's what you do. You, it says to caramelize the sugar in a pan on the stove top. I would imagine you pour it in here, then you pour the rest of your ingredients on top. Then you take this whole thing and you lock it up and you put it inside a pot of water. And that's your bain marie. And this is watertight. So you're not gonna get water coming in here. You're not gonna get this flowing into the water and it's nice and thick. So if you are interested in making a flan, this looks like a really easy way to do it. And this veggie thing is called a veggetti, which, you know, <laughs> unfortunate choice of name, but whatever. And it was $10. So I just wanted to let you guys know about that. Okay, if you're like me, I love kitchen gadgets. I have a million of them, I love them. All right, so. fish beet 
and it looks cooked, honestly. I'm gonna show you what it looks like, which was super fast. You can see that that was super fast. Okay. But for me, it's a little pale. I don't know if you can see it. So my mom really loves to have her fish very well cooked. Um, so I'm gonna put that back in for another 10 minutes. I know that seems like a lot. If you want, you could just put it for like another five minutes. That's fine. I'll put it for seven. Let's err on the side of caution. Okay, so the next thing we're gonna do, hey guys, I see a ton of people. See Ronnie saying, I need to get one of those. Yeah, these gadgets are awesome. They're here to make your life easy. Use them, they're fantastic. Okay, so for the zoodles, I'm gonna put in some water into the pan. I would say half a cup of water, quarter cup of water, not too much. And then I'm gonna put in the oil. You know what? No, this is a new recipe. I'm gonna do it a different way. First, I'm gonna dry this. Then I'm gonna put in my olive oil. And then I'm gonna put in my garlic because I forgot I was making this with garlic this time. So it's nice and dry. I know that everybody here knows this, but just in case it's like, you know, you're starting out with the cooking, <laughs> make sure everything that you use oil with is dry so that the water doesn't make the oil pop and you get burnt, okay? So I'm gonna put in the olive oil. And I'm gonna put in probably about quarter cup of olive oil, okay? Let that heat up a little bit. And then I'll put in the garlic. It says don't let the garlic get dark, just let it get a little bit toasty. Then you're gonna put in the zoodles, you're gonna put in some water, you're gonna put in the lemon juice, and you're gonna put in the chili flakes. So, the next thing I'm gonna do is cut off the top of this guy's head and his little tail. For those of you guys who are watching me live, I'm here with a guest, have a very special guest that some of you may know. Um, you wanna come out and say hello? Let's see if she's ready, hang on one second. This is my mom, Miss Phoebe. <laughs> she's out of quarantine. <laughs> we, haven't, she, she, we haven't seen this woman in ages. Um, you know, she's been staying home, staying safe, and is just so happy. She lives 15 minutes away from me, but I haven't seen her, you know, given her a hug, let's say, in probably two months. So I definitely been visiting. Um, she's been joining my Facebooks and stuff, Facebook Lives, and I've been bringing her some goodies here and there. We've been sharing supplies back and forth, but um, it's good to see her and to get a hug. So that's really, really awesome. Yeah, it's really cool. People are saying hi. Hi, guys. <laughs> All right, so here we go. All right, the oil is doing its thing. I'm going to throw in the garlic. I don't want the garlic to get too hot or too toasty, so I have it, the heat, on medium. Okay. One thing that somebody taught me, um, with cooking is that always have a plate ready for whatever you're cooking to come off the stove. So if you're gonna make fish, for example, you're gonna wanna have the plate ready for the fish to go onto, so that way it doesn't overcook. So the same thing with the zoodles. You wanna get ready right about now with your plate. Hey guys. Um, having some trouble with the attachment, but the amount that's not being used isn't so much. I can probably just chop that up and throw it in the pan too, which is probably what I'll do. Okay, so here's your zoodles. I got the garlic toasting, gently toasting. I'm gonna chop up the rest of this zucchini. Lillian says hi to mom, Ronnie, Mercedes, bunch of folks. If you guys jumped on, I didn't say hello to you by name. I'm sorry. It's just I'm a little frazzled today with um, the live because 
for whatever reason it didn't want <laughs> to load. Alright, so I just cut these really, really thin and then in thirds. And I'm going to throw them in also. You know what they say, right? Waste not, want not. So, might as well eat them. They're still good. Alright, I'm just going to cut this guy up. Boom, boom, boom. Shakima says, hi, Mama Phoebe. I don't know if you remember Shakima. We, um, my mom has some jewelry. And um, she was doing a jewelry line. We were selling jewelry at Shecky's. I don't know if you guys have been to Shecky's. I don't think they're doing them anymore, but it was like this thing where you would go, um, it's like a big warehouse and it's a party for girls and we would have like all different kinds of vendors there. And um, Shakima came with Terry and she actually purchased one of mom's necklaces that day, a one of a kind piece. I'm actually wearing one. So this is the first one she ever gave me. So I figured it was, you know, perfect with the apron. All right, so. My garlic is toasting, making noise. I don't want it to get too burnt or anything because of the flavor. It's going to make it taste bitter. So I'm going to go ahead and put in the doodles. And I'm just going to put in the whole thing. This is a lot. This is the zucchini, two zucchinis. They're regular medium-sized zucchinis. Um, it's going to kind of cook down a little bit too. So I think two zucchinis is good for about three people as a side. That's what I usually make. And then I'm gonna add some water. I'm gonna use half a cup of water. Okay, just gonna pour it all around. And a little bit more. That should be about a half a cup. And I'm gonna let it cook a little bit before I start adding all the other stuff to it. So I'm gonna mix it on the stove because I want all of it to get coated with the oil. And this is another one of those things that kind of just takes care of itself. It's gonna cook itself in a way. I would not cover it. You don't want it to get too hot only because the zucchini is kind of delicate. All right, so that guy's done. All right, so I'm gonna just put all of these guys away and I'm gonna go ahead and get my plate ready for the fish. Okay. Oh, she says she still has her necklace. Yay! I know, everything was beautiful that day. It was such a good day for us. Alright. Not the fish again. <laughs> the fish is like, come on guys, let me out. Let's see if I could just grab a little plate here. my plate ready. The chicken sounds good. The chicken has about another two or three minutes on it. And these are pretty thick cuts of salmon that I have here. They're about a good inch and a half, two inches so they're gonna take a little bit longer. If you had a thinner piece, it would obviously cook faster. I do have a small thin piece that was left over that we're gonna to give to Aries, which is my dog, um, <laughs> just because he loves fish. And um, that piece is a little bit more dark. It's like more baked. So it just depends on your preference. If you love your fish really flaky, um, then you're gonna cook it a little bit longer than if you wanted it more like juicy and moist, either way. It's still good. However you like it. This is just like a general suggestion kind of thing. But it is cooked either way. So after 20 minutes on the 425, it's cooked. Alright, so I'm just going to pull this out so that you can see. And this is my little piece for Aries. You see the difference. And that's it. Easy, right? Super fast. I used to be really intimidated to make salmon. Um, you know what's really good with it too? Asparagus. Easy. I'm going to show you guys how to make that a different day. Um, you could have made that instead of the zoodles. And I even bought frozen asparagus, which is nice. I didn't know they made that. I mean, it makes sense that they do, but I've never seen it before. So I think that nowadays with all the different 
shopping, grocery situations we're going through, I think that um, we're getting more creative. So, all right, these noodles are still cooking down. I really want them to go down a little bit more and be super tender. And then I'm gonna add my lemon juice and my chili flakes, and I'm gonna add a um, little salt and pepper also. Okay, now, the next thing I wanna tell you guys um, that I told someone that I would share on my show Oh, that's the chicken. But you know what? I kept opening and closing the oven, so I'm gonna give the chicken a few more minutes. I really want it to be toasty. Setting it for two more minutes, okay. So this is something um, someone I follow is um, promoting. Uh, someone I follow, his name is George Urban Hilaro Torres. Probably a bunch of you guys might be following him too. I know the times that I've gone on his page, I've seen mutual friends on there, so. On Cinco de Mayo, there's basically an all-day event. It's starting at 1 p.m. and ending at, I want to say maybe like 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, maybe later. In any case, he has a website. It's called Sofrito for Your Soul, and um, it's a blog on there, a blog article that he's describing this about. It's called altissimolive.com. And it's basically like a music event. It's a festival. Um, People in Espanol is gonna be covering this. Also, I Heart Latino. And it says it's a live stream tailgating experience that will include entertainers, comedians, chefs, not myself, but other chefs, um, social media influencers, and other surprise personalities. So you can check it out. Um, on altissimolive.com, uh, Facebook, their YouTube, their Twitter. And the reason I'm even mentioning this, aside from the fact that I find it interesting, is that um, it's a free thing to view it online, but you can also donate. And so the suggested donation is $5, and the funds raised through this support the Farm Workers Pandemic Relief Fund effort. Um, you know, the farmers are really going through a lot right now with all the issues with food and having to dump food because we don't have enough manpower to really package the food. So um, like everybody else, you know, we all need help and um, it's not a small business. I know it's supporting small businesses on here, but I think it's important. So if you can go ahead and check them out, I'm gonna put a link also in the comments to this video if you want to check them out. It's on um, Cinco de Mayo, so I thought that was pretty cool. All right, hi. <laughs> All right, let me check on the chicken and the zoodles. I'm gonna flip the zoodles again because I really want them to be tender and all of it to get cooked. And it's almost there. This is super fast. You could also put um, some spaghetti sauce on here if you wanted to make your own sauce or even if you have a sauce that you love. You could go ahead and put sauce on the zoodles too, like you would with any regular spaghetti. All right, let me get my trivet. And I'm gonna lower the flame a little on the zoodles because they're almost done and I don't want them to burn. Okay, here's my chicken. Now, the chicken's been in for 22 minutes. You can see here that it's cooked. Um, if you were to cut inside of it, it would be white. I'm gonna go ahead and do that so you guys can see. I like mine a little bit more cooked, so I'm gonna put it in for another two minutes, but I'm just gonna cut it real quick so you can see. And I'm not gonna use a sharp knife because I don't wanna mess up my brand new baking pans, of course. Let me get, <laughs> Let me get this. Handy dandy thing here. Alright. Alright guys. So you can see the chicken is cooked. Alright, let me get the fork out. I'm gonna pick up a piece and show you. This is the piece that I just cut. And you can see that it's very moist. 
It's delicious. This is like the best chicken. Honestly, it's super fast and easy. And like I said, I've made it before for New Year's Eve, like for a dinner party. If you make it with um, any kind of noodles that you like, there's a really delicious penne alla vodka sauce. Uh, I think Bertoli makes it. And it's one of those sauces that you could just throw right into the pasta. It tastes delicious. That with this, it's fantastic. Super fast and easy to make. So you can actually spend time with your guests and enjoy them. All right, I'm going to put this back in just for like two more minutes. Just because I like mine a little more toasty. Okay, these noodles are ready for the next step. They're soft. They're more translucent, and they've cooked down. Okay, I'm gonna add my lemon juice. It's just the juice from half a lemon. And I'm going to use some crushed red pepper, a little sprinkle of crushed red pepper, because I, I, I personally like crushed red pepper. And so does my family, so. You honestly can, this is like the base canvas that you can just do anything with this, these noodles. And that's pretty much it. These noodles are pretty much cooked. I'm going to cook them for about a minute and a half more just so that the flavors kind of incorporate. I'm going to mix it all together so that everything gets the lemon juice. Everything already got the garlic, right? Because that was the first thing we added. And that's pretty much it. I'm going to turn off the flame. Okay, so. We did the chicken, we did the fish, we did the zoodles. So, what do we have left? I promised you guys that I was gonna do some guava pastelillos. These are delicious. We started doing them a year ago. I think maybe like Christmas or something. We were making pastelillos. We really like to do those as a family. Um, we all get together, almost like assembly line, and make them together. Um, some family friends have joined us in the past. We used to do some Three Kings Day events where we would make tons of them. And um, so for those of you who are like, what are pastelillos? They're empanadas. That's what we call them. So I'm going to show you my next stuff here. Okay. This is my stuff for the pastelillos. Just get that out of the way. Okay. So now the chicken is done. The zoodles are done. And we're gonna start the pastelillos. And because it's really like a family thing, I'm gonna have my mom help me with those. All right, so this is the chicken with the extra two minutes. You see how it's kind of crispy on the bottom? That's how you want it. If you add parchment paper to it, it's gonna be soggy. Soggy and hard. It's nice and crisp and juicy right now because we use the um, mayonnaise and everything else. So let me get these guys off. Mom, could you grab me a plate from the uh, dishwasher, please? And take these guys off for the stove. Back here where it's nice and safe. Thank you so much. All right, so the good thing about the pastelillos is that you can fill them with anything. I've had them with I've made them with just cheese, with beef. Um, I've never made them with shrimp, but I've eaten them with shrimp before, and those are really good too. Um, you can mix the beef with the shrimp, with the cheese. You can do anything you want, honestly. There's like a million things you can do with these things. And somebody was just writing about them. A friend of mine, David, was saying that he made some, and... He just used the Goya discos. That's what I use too. Um, I find that to be the easiest and fastest way. If you wanted to make them yourself, um, the empanada shells, you could do that too. But this is how I grew up with us eating them from the Goya discos. This is the chicken, okay? I'm just gonna leave that there right now. All right, so. So just to get in the mood. Yes, I wrapped my head. <laughs> she has on a little Cuanto le gusta? Cuanto le gusta? <laughs> Accessories. Lillian said you're the gypsy queen. That's so funny. Yeah, we should we should play some gypsy kings in the background, right? That would be awesome. Love it. Okay, Love it. so um, she, my lovely assistant, Miss Phoebe, 
she already cut up some of the guava pieces for me and we're trying to behave ourselves hence the chicken and the fish we had well i had <laughs> very luscious ribs and flan the last time so i said okay let's you know behave a little bit right eventually we're gonna have to wear pants um mercedes said she loves the wrap okay so what she said was let's just do them in halves so they come like this you just need to defrost them by leaving them out on your countertop and if for whatever reason you're making them and they're not defrosted yet and you're like oh my gosh i need to make these fast or whatever the case you could also start from the outside and work your way in and as you start to manipulate the dough it does defrost okay so we're just doing them in halves so sure what i like to do can you do me a favor what we need is a little bit of water sure this is a secret that if you wanted to put some regular water in there oh yes i have I, I think i've mentioned this before that i have filtered water that i use because um it the water here is different than in new york so you really need a system out here in florida okay so i'm gonna go ahead and take the empanada fasolio half a disco this is cut in half i'm going to take some of the guava i'm going to put it inside okay like this the next thing i'm going to do i'm going to wet my fingers this is something that nobody taught me i always have an issue where they open up when i'm frying them and it's a problem so this is like my secret for you guys i'm going to go ahead and wet my fingers and just wet the outsides then i'm going to bring them together and i'm going to squeeze them on the edges and then I'm gonna go ahead, see, this one is a little bit hard, but we'll just wet it a little bit more. And then this is mostly, I mean, it has water in it, so it's fine. Okay, there we go. You see how it's a triangle? And then now the next part, if you wanna go ahead and do it, mm -hmm. is you're gonna use a fork to seal the outside. So it's already sealed, but this is really, it's gonna create a really pretty, decoration on the outside and also keep them sealed and closed so i'm going to go ahead and do the next one i'm going to wet my fingers and just wet like the outside edges just this part okay and put in you could put in a lot but what's going to happen is it will probably explode so i just put in enough for like a little like bocadillo you know like a little mouthful and then i'm going to go ahead and pinch the edges and we're going to fork close them also you're going to do both sides with the fork so this is what it looks like and we'll do forks on the other side too um i have a fry daddy that i also got as a gift from my lovely stepmother-in-law um but i'm not going to use that because not everybody has one of those so with the fry daddy it's easy you just throw the oil in you throw them in when they start to get a little bit toasty and brown you're going to want to keep an eye on them and pull them out but i'm just going to go ahead and do it in a frying pan on the stove and that's how my grandma used to do them and continue doing this yeah, yeah if you want to if you want you did both sides right mm -hmm. of this okay i'm just going to use regular vegetable oil Where did I put it? Oh, hang on one second. Here we go. You're going to want the oil to get hot. Okay? With frying any of these Spanish fried frituras, <laughs> I don't know how else to say them, <laughs> you want the oil to be hot. You don't want it to be cold. Like, As opposed to Spanish frituras that are not fried. Right. You don't want the oil to be like soggy or not really hot when you put it in because they're going to come out soggy. All right, so I'm going to throw in some oil. I'm going to go ahead and show you. Okay, there's the oil. Don't be cheap. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Uh, about like a quarter of an inch of oil. I'm going to go ahead and turn on my heat to medium, a little above medium. And we wait. Now we wait. The cool thing about it, my mom was the one who was like, you know what, I wonder if we put the guava inside of them, like, would, how would they taste? You know, let's try them. And I've actually gone online to see if there was a recipe for them with the guava in them, and I didn't see one. So, um, I'm not saying she invented it. <laughs> but what I am saying is that um, we kind of 
hanging by the seat of our pants on this one and it, and it comes out great all the time. The cool thing about this also is, that's not what the cool thing about it is. Where is it? Here we go. The cool thing about it is that you can make these in advance. So you can leave them in your fridge made already. Just how we're doing them here. It says the assembled unbaked empanadas can also be covered in plastic and stored in the fridge for up to two days. No need to change the baking time. Well, we're gonna fry them, we're not gonna bake them. Um, and then you could also freeze the sheet of unbaked empanadas until solid and then transfer it into a freezer bag. So you could do this two days in advance. Let's say you know people are coming over, you wanna just fry them up real quick. Cause the, the part that takes the longest is the putting them together. And people will eat them as you are cooking. Yeah, they I know. Will gather around the stove and take them out of your hands. Hey Carol, I miss you too. One of my friends from years ago, we haven't seen each other in years, just follow each other on Facebook. She's saying hi. That's the great thing about Facebook, you know? It's like, we're out here in Florida in the middle of nowhere and we get to see all the people that we know and love on Facebook. So this is great. This has been wonderful for me. All right, so how do you know the heat is on? How do you know it's ready? <laughs> The oil, I want to say it gets like veiny from the heat. You could also put your hands near it, <laughs> not in it, of course. You know, if you feel heat kind of emanating from the top, it might be ready. You could also be daring and put a little drop of water in it. And if it sizzles, that's how you know it's time. Okay, so that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take a little tiny drop of water. That's how I learned when I was growing up. We're just going to throw it in there. Okay, nothing is happening. It's not ready yet. It's gonna be like Alright, so again, you can make these with everything. Um, you can make them with a side of rice and beans. That would be delicious. Um, so this could be a main course. This could be a dessert. What we're gonna do is we're gonna go ahead and fry them. And then we're gonna put um, some confectioner sugar on them through a sifter once they're cool. So That's the kind of strainer that I have. And this is what I've seen on a lot of baking shows. They do this too. And you're gonna go ahead and take the confectioner's sugar, pour it in and just tap it a little bit right over the pastelillos. This is a really nice way to get them going. You could also reheat them in the microwave later on if you're desperate. Um, <laughs> it's not recommended, but it could happen. Um, if you're going to heat them up again, you're going to need more sugar, obviously, because the sugar is going to melt into them when they're hot. So that's why you want to put the sugar when they're um, cool. All right. So let's see here. Yes, they're going to be delicious. I wish I could send everybody some. And what I was telling mom is that um, I want to do a show next week for Mother's Day. Um, we want to do something for everybody so that they can cook for themselves or the mom in their life, right? Since a lot of people are not really going out to restaurants right now. Maybe you're picking up something to eat, but what if you want to make a brunch or something and you're not really so used to being in the kitchen? What you could do... Oh, it's popping. It's telling me it's ready. Okay, what you could do is you could watch our show on Friday night and then cook on Saturday or Sunday. So we're going to make quiche um what else i think we're gonna make strawberry preserves and some other surprise items probably all right i'm gonna go ahead and slide them in okay very gently and easily because the oil is hot and they're sizzling like crazy you don't have to make them all guava you could take this opportunity and make some that are cheese that has no um really prep time to it or if you have some ground beef that you made something else with. You can shredded chicken. Do that in there, shredded chicken. Um, we mentioned the shrimp. There's a bunch of things you could do. I bet you can make ham and cheese if you wanted to, if you like, kids like ham and cheese sandwiches or something like that. You wanna maybe try something different. I've seen pizza ones. You can buy those yep. online. And they can add a little white cheese to this if they want to, oh, very yeah. little, a little piece of white cheese. Yeah. We didn't have um, the cheese available. It's been a little bit harder to get all the ingredients right now, but you could add a piece of white cheese. What, what, what's it called, the white cheese? Queso fresco or uh, queso del país. Okay, so that. 
You can you can use those kinds of cheese also. You can use cheddar cheese. Um, we have yes. Yeah, we've done them a lot. Oh, cheesesteak ones are delicious too. That's what um, Lillian said. Yeah, they you could make them for anything. They're so good. They're super easy. I'm gonna go ahead and get my tongs out because they're cooking pretty fast. The heat is up. I'm gonna lower the heat a little bit. I don't want them to burn. So I have the heat on medium. I got my tongs here. Once the edges get crispy white, you could flip them. The edges start to get go from like a translucent almost to like a white. That you could flip them. And while I'm getting this ready, I'm gonna go ahead and get a plate out with some paper towels because since you're doing oil, you're gonna want to um, you're gonna want to drain them before you give them to anybody, of course. gonna do like a double ply of the paper towels throw it in here onto my plate these guys are getting really really nice and toasty and brown that's what you want you see already these are so good people like my mom said people eat them like as you're frying them they're like oh thank you this is for me now and you're like wait a minute no <laughs> you're like yeah these are this one is mine Okay, so I'm gonna show you what they look like. Okay, just gonna get the excess oil off. And you can see that it's like toasty on the outside. Okay, and I'm gonna go ahead and start taking them out. That's, it's that fast, it's really super quick. That's the, really the theme of today's show, is quick and easy delicious food. You know, you don't want to be in the kitchen all day, all the time. Sometimes you just want to make something fast that's going to be delicious. And if you have a lot of people coming over, or even if it's just you and your family, you don't want to always be, like, you know, a slave to the kitchen. So, all right, I'm taking them out. As I take them out, I'm going to put some more in. If, for whatever reason, you run out of oil, let's say, you have just a little tiny bit of oil left and you still have more to cook. Make sure that when you pour the oil in, you pour it in through like the side, like mm. the, the corner of the pan, because that'll help it heat up fast. If you put the oil, boom, right in the middle of the pan, it's gonna mess up the temperature of all the oil around it, it's gonna start popping, it'll just be crazy. So you don't wanna do that, okay? I'm giving you all of my insider secrets here. All right, I want you guys to be successful. A lot of this was trial and error for me, as we saw from the first show. All right, so I'm just going to dump the rest of these guys in. The other ones are cooling now. Mom, you want to show them what they look like if you want to bring it up a little? Thank you. They look just the way they're supposed to look. And they smell amazing. Yeah, my husband came out of the bedroom. <laughs> He's like, mmm. I'm like, yeah, babe, we're almost ready to eat. Don't worry. They're ready for my belly. Oh, you hear him? They're ready for his belly. It's so funny. So what point do you powder them? Okay, so you're going to want to let them cool down. Right now, they're just hanging out. You're going to let them cool down. And then once they're cool to touch, then you can put the powder on them. So it's going to take a few minutes. All right, and I'm going to see if maybe I could just separate them a little bit more. Yeah, they are super yummy. You want them to be as separate as possible to cool down. Um... And then that's it, just powder. If there's anything that you guys wanna see me cook um, with you, let me know. You can also always replay this video. If there's, for whatever reason, you wanna make the um, recipe and you didn't write it down or whatever the case, you could always replay this. Okay, I'm flipping them right now. And that's it, it's super easy. And what I'm gonna do, is I'm gonna take the rest of the vegetables because I have some left over. I'm gonna put them in a Ziploc and I'll probably make them tomorrow with some cheese or something inside. I actually have ground beef from the other day. So um, that tells me that you think that this is enough for tonight. Well, I have eight. Silly girl. <laughs> eight halves, eight halves. Silly girl. <laughs> She's so funny. All right, so these guys are done. Uh, that one's a little bit too pale. Here we go. This is something you want to be toasty. 
So you don't want them to be too, too um, undercooked. Okay? Then I let this guy on top. What I'm going to do for you guys, thank you, Mom. What I'm going to do for you guys is I'm going to take pictures of what it looks like done. And then I'll just post them up online so you can see them. Okay? Because it's going to take a few minutes to cool. So that's it. And they're still cooking. So if they're like, oh, they're almost ready. Let me give them. They're going to continue to cook and fry for a few seconds. So if you want to just take them off, that's fine. It's, it's better to err on the side of caution always in the kitchen. All right. So that's pretty much it. I love all you guys. Thank you so much for joining in. Again, I'm on a podcast too. I'll put the link in the comments of this video so you can share this with your friends if you want or hear it while you're driving um, or refer back to it later. And I hope everybody has a great weekend and I'll see you next week.